This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, December 9th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Another Prop 12 lawsuit. Farmers freed from water quality project and China talks proceeding around the clock. Pork producers sue over animal confinement law. With Proposition 12 set to take effect next month, the National Pork Producers Council, the NPPC, and the American Farm Bureau Federation filed a lawsuit last week to block the law. Prop 12 enforces a minimum amount of space for veal calves and egg-laying hens. Then in 2022, it expands to include minimum limits for breeding pigs as well. NPPC Vice President Jen Sorensen says the standards are arbitrary and lack any scientific, technical, or agriculture basis. Sorensen argued that California represents just 15% of the U.S. pork market, but is forcing other farmers to switch to alternative housing in order to sell their products in California's populous marketplace. The lawsuit filed in a federal district court claims Prop 12 violates the Commerce Clause of the Constitution. Remember, a federal court in California two weeks ago struck down a similar lawsuit by the North American Meat Institute. Grasslands Bypass Project Advances Despite Environmental Protests The Central Valley Water Board last week adopted a new plan for the Grassland Bypass Project that no longer includes agricultural runoff within its regulations. The project began two decades ago as a way to reduce naturally occurring selenium deposits from entering a sensitive wetlands area. Irrigation water on farms as well as storm events were releasing the selenium into the water flow. The bypass instead rerouted that discharge more than 100 miles to the San Joaquin River. Now more than 98% of the selenium has been reduced. Farmers have been spending $50 per acre to maintain the project, according to David Corey, who sits on the project steering committee. Those efforts are expected to continue. He said it's a huge effort. A lot of work has gone into it, but we have impressive environmental benefits associated with it. Yet several fishing and conservation groups attending the meeting maintained that 9,000 acres of farmland must be taken out of production to ensure the project works long term. The board's executive officer, Patrick Pulpa, pointed out that selenium is safe enough for people that it's found in Flintstone vitamins. He said not approving this plan, however, would lead to selenium concentrating into ponds and lethal exposures to fish populations following large rains this winter. Balba added the board can amend the plan at any point there may be an issue. Others noted that the farmers are still under the enforcement of a number of other water quality regulations. FCC's Ag Task Force kicks off broadband work. Today, the first meeting of a special task created by the Federal Communications Commission to review connectivity and technology needs of precision agriculture. The 2018 Farm Bill included a provision directing the FCC to set up the group. The task force will play a critical role in assessing connectivity needs and demand, accelerating deployment on unserved agriculture lands, and promoting adoption of these broadband-based technologies, according to FCC Chairman Ajit Pai. 
The task force working groups will include one that will focus on mapping and analyzing connectivity on aglands. It will be chaired by Michael Adeline, Vice President for Technology and Security at South Dakota State University. A second working group assigned to study current and future connectivity demand will be chaired by Daniel Liebfried, a director of John Deere's Advanced Technology Intelligence Solutions Group. The meeting will be held from 9.30 to 4.45 at the meeting room at FCC headquarters in southwest Washington, D.C. It will also be webcast. Candidates press broadband ahead of Iowa vote. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, who is struggling to keep pace with the Democratic presidential field in Iowa, has released a plan to spend $150 billion on publicly owned open access broadband networks and to preempt state laws that limit or prohibit municipal other publicly owned broadband systems. Sanders' plan also calls for establishing a dedicated fund at USDA to provide money for last-mile broadband projects in remote rural areas. New Jersey Senator Cory Booker, who's still playing catch-up in Iowa, released an ag policy plan on Friday that also calls for a major investment in rural broadband as well as conservation programs. Booker's plan calls for spending more than $100 billion by 2030 through existing USDA conservation programs. FDA allowing earlier inspection of small farms under FSMA. The Food and Drug Administration is clarifying that states receiving competitive funding under a grant program to implement the Food Safety Modernization Act's produce safety rule will be able to begin routine inspections of small farms next month. FDA said it received several requests from states to start the inspections early instead of waiting for spring to have greater flexibility to align routine inspections with the winter growing season where applicable. All but six states have received what are called competitive AB funds, which cover state development of infrastructure, education, technical assistance, and inventory programs, as well as an inspection, compliance, and enforcement programs. The USMCA Bowl falls in Pelosi's court. U.S. and Mexican negotiators have hammered out a deal on USMCA, and now it will be up to House Democrats to accept it or object. Bloomberg News reported Saturday that the proposed deal was reached after a marathon negotiating session on Friday between Jesus Ciede, Mexico's top North American negotiator, and U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer. Ciede told AgriPulse and other journalists Saturday, we're doing well. I'm confident we're close. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer of Maryland said Friday he believes the USMCA implementing bill could be on the House floor as soon as this week. Nearly 160 House Republicans, including Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy of California, are sending a letter to Pelosi today, pressuring her to put the USMCA implementing bill on the floor before the end of the year. The top Republican of the House Agriculture Committee, Texas Representative Mike Conway, and fellow Texan Kevin Brady, the senior Republican on Ways and Means, also signed the letter, which will say that approving USMCA would be a critically important victory for the American people. Optimistic signs for U.S.-China deal. Talks between U.S. and Chinese negotiators are going around the clock right now. National Economic Council Director Larry Kudrow told reporters on Friday, adding to optimistic signs out of Beijing that a deal to end the trade war may once again be in sight. Kudlow said, we are close. 
We're not quite there yet. On Friday, China's Customs and Tariff Commission of the State Council announced it would issue new tariff exemptions for importers to buy U.S. soybeans and pork. That according to Xinhua News, a government-run media outlet. Xinhua said the commission will dedicate a range of goods to be excluded from tariff countermeasures against the U.S. Section 301 measure. Kudlow said the Chinese tariff-lifting gesture was much appreciated. Here's today's They Said It. Farmers and ranchers need the support of the governor and legislature to unleash the many climate solutions they can contribute so that all Californians benefit. That organic farmer Judith Redmond and rancher Julie Fennigan-Morris at an op-ed for the SACB on promoting climate-smart practices. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, December 9th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.